Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Ez, where is the best place to buy lightsabers? Oh, dude! <laughs> I, uh, God, um, you mean like in real life? Just where's the best place? The best place? Yeah. Shoot, man! I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, I know back in the day when we used to buy them, we bought them at Walmart. And they were plastic right. and cheap, and we could just, you know. Crack yeah, I mean, each you could other. go to your local real t- retail store, but I typically right. go to the Darth Mall. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, okay. He's been he's been sneaking in these uh, these uh, these these puns every now and then. Every now and then, you need a good pun. Good God! Wow. Okay. Well, uh, awesome, awesome. That's great. Lindsay's gonna be. She's like, seriously, guys. This is how we're starting. This is this is amazing. Um, No. So we. I hope you're proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt found like somewhere. Uh, I think you were streaming uh, on your channel, Box Trick, and you had this guy drop right. in and got tons. Oh my of- god, he was doing nothing but he was just he was just. It must have, I think it was a bot or something just to, to go around to all the Twitch Star Wars channels or something, and uh, it's just like streaming nothing but Star Wars puns. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need in life. It More is. Of those. It, it is. It is. It is awesome. Yeah, really cool. So if you can't tell, we are joined by a special guest today. We've had her on before, uh, Lindsay Gadani, the Lady of Lore from Clashing Sabers. How are you doing, Lindsay? I really have nothing to complain about. I'm here in hyperspace with you fine folks, so how much better can life really get? <laughs> oh, that's what we like, you know, hanging out in hyperspace. It's <laughs> it's a way to get, away. you know, we're... we're well, maybe we're on the run, or we're just we're hanging out. We're going to go visit some new some new planets or something. But yeah, that's where that's where it's at. We are in hyperspace, hanging out, and uh, I really wanted to talk to you. Um, I mean, I always want you, you know, on the show, like whenever you want and whenever we have time to to get together. Uh, just because, like, as I read more stuff, and Matt has recently been getting into Clone Wars and Rebels, like really deep level, getting in yeah. there. And I'm just like, we need someone else to kind of discuss these things. We're going to talk later about the new Clone Wars episode that just came out, uh, episode seven of season seven. But uh, before we do that, we got some kind of fun questions to, to cycle through. But really, that's like the idea here recently on Hyperspace has been Matt diving into this, this stuff, you know, and, and really learning more about Ahsoka and her journey and like how important Ahsoka is and just how she's tied through all these different, you know, what uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, maybe the Mandalorian, like we, you know, it's just it's wild. So that's really, really where we are at. Um, how, are, how have things been on Clashing Sabers, though? Uh, how are you guys doing over there? We're good. We're definitely all staying busy. We're kind of taking advantage of the, we'll just say, the extra time we have to consume all of this content. Um, I've been really really trying to get all of them to watch uh the witcher just because to me there's so many good unique themes that kind of go parallel to star wars but don't quite have the same message 
So that's been my my burden to bear. I'm unfortunately the only one over on the Clashing Sabres team who has watched it, and I have all of these questions and ideas and no one to run them by. So if you guys are <laughs> up to date on that, we can definitely talk offline there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah. it's... Yeah. All right. Game on. But no, it's been good. We've been doing a lot with the nonprofit, reaching out to um, everyone over at Delray a lot more often, getting some good interviews still. So it's been a lot of fun and it's uh, pretty busy. So definitely keep your eye on what we have coming up over the next few months. Okay. Okay. Good. We will. You know, I, I, I love that about you guys and I love that you're you're getting kind of close with them and, and you know, doing the interviews and things. It's just, it's, they're fascinating to listen to. And uh, like the other day I, I was doing, um, I've been trying to get through the Rise of Skywalker novelization and I just got it a couple of days ago because I was sort of like, ooh, can I even go to my Barnes and Noble and pick this up? And I wanted to be able to like look at it and I'm really, really, really into it. And uh, is it um, the author, Ray, Ray Carson? Is that? Ray Carson, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I tweeted, um, uh, you know, just because I wanted to tweet at the author and just sort of like, you know, um, thank them for the, you know, the awesome novelization. I thought it was, that was great. And, and it's just kind of cool when they like it, you know, or they retweet it. And you're like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's just so yeah. cool. No, they get, they get into it. It's so cool talking to them because first and foremost, like you realize they are fans first. Before anything else, they love these stories as much as we do. They're not, you know, the do it for the paycheck kind of people. So yeah. they really seem to enjoy getting into their process and kind of uncovering. Our first question always seems to be like, what got you into Star Wars? And whatever their answer is, it comes across in all of their novels. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely have to. Uh, you know, if, if if anyone hasn't listened to those interviews, I have, and they're and they're good. There's some there's some good stuff in there, so definitely go check that out. So, um, all right. So first, just a couple kind of fun questions. We we always like to you know ask our guests sort of what they're consuming, yeah. what have they been into, what have you been researching. Like I said, for Matt and I, it's it's been this whole Ahsoka piece and Rebels and everything and Mortis, the the Mortis arc, and we're just kind of going crazy. Um, but to you, Lindsay, you know, what have you recently been reading or watching? Um you know, and, and studying in Star Wars. So when the, um, you know, Rise of Skywalker came out a few days early for digital download, and then, of course, the book came out, I was re-diving into that for a while. And then it's it's funny that, uh, Matt, you're getting into Rebels now because I had intended, as anyone who knows me knows, my ongoing mission in life is to get my two nephews into Star Wars. <laughs> And luckily they have, so I used some time to, my thought would be get them to watch more Rebels. They've seen some episodes, but I was like, perfect, we're going to start from episode one. And they were so into it. You know, my four-year-old, anytime a stormtrooper got shot, just started hysterically laughing. <laughs> and and as four- and five-year-old boys do, after, you know, like three episodes, they start getting a little sidetrack. So I go to turn off, and I just hear in the kitchen my brother-in-law go, Wait, wait, is there more? So, <laughs> so, so him, him and I have been going over there a lot during the uh, quarantine before he went back to work. And we've just been diving in. So watching him get excited has been amazing, you know, because he remembers when Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi came out. He's older. So wow. to see him start getting involved in these new stories and realizing how much more there is, it's just been a ton of fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I so I, I have cousins who are older too, and like to see anyone who was once there in the beginning. <laughs> like the, I love to go to those people yep. and just go, mm, let's talk, you know, like well, yeah. what was it like? Uh so you know, it's so funny uh, too, because he's not great with like details of things. So he doesn't exactly remember a lot of like the names of planets, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But he'll separate it by if you talk about a movie, you'll see it kind of dings. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like I was I watched that with Joe or like we were in my friend's basement and we rented this. Like the, yeah. the memories he ties to it are just so different from what we do. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, that that's that's really cool. And actually, so my niece, um, Rachel, I've been trying to get her into Star Wars more. And so I started with Rebels. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that that that's a good spot. And hmm. it was actually... Gosh, one day, I mean, it was, this was when uh, The Mandalorian was going on, right? 
and I didn't even think about it. And I had the Mandalorian on and she looks up and she's playing in front of the TV and I'm just watching it because it's the new episode or whatever. And uh, she walks over and she goes, Uncle Ia, who's that baby? Who's that baby? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's my in. I'm like, here we go. So so she's um, so she's in. She was locked in. I was like, that's baby Yoda. I was like, you know, Uncle Ia's got his little, you know, my Yoda clock. I got my little Yoda action figure things and stuff from Disney. And she loves to take those off. And she knew that was Yoda. And so she was intrigued by that. So then we start kind of uh, talking about it. She's sitting up there. She wants to watch. I forget what she was calling. She definitely wasn't saying The Mandalorian, uh, but she was saying something similar to it, which was hysterical. And uh, so we're we're sitting there. Um, I get moved into my new apartment. Uh, my sister comes over, and we're watching The Rise of Skywalker. And at some point, she sees Ray, And she says, um, she's like, Uncle Ia does, because I, I, at the end, I sort of said, you know, when Mandalorian was over, I was like, Baby Yoda, we don't know. We don't know where he's at or what he's doing. And and uh, I said, we're going to find out more later when the next season kind of comes out. And she sees Ray on the screen and she goes, does Ray know where Baby Yoda is? And I was like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's a great question. Like, maybe she does. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I was just oh. it's so cute. I know. I was like, and she she's uh, she just turned five. So I'm like, let's go. She the mind of a child, right? She mm. is asking the best questions, and I'm like, Ray probably does know, like later on or something, you know? Like she's gonna come across, but we don't know. So, anyways, it's kind of funny that you and your nephews, you know, trying to get them, bring them along, and it's that's what it's about, right? Is is bringing new people in and yeah. bringing that younger generation and getting them to to like. Uh, Star Wars. One of my favorite things about Celebration, uh, and you know this, walking around, how many kids did you see at Celebration who were dressed up or who were getting their pictures with the little R2 units running around? I mean, wow. Oh my God, it's the coolest thing. And I always just love like seeing what it is that they latch on to, because it's never what I what I think, you know? I didn't think watching Rebels that of all the things my four-year-old nephew would love, it would be the stormtroopers. Like, yeah. he thought it was the funniest thing, but just letting them roll with it instead of forcing them into whatever reason we think they should like it. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, 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 super cool. So, ah, oh, man. Okay, um, another question here for you. So, I guess, you know, we're it's we're, we're living in crazy times, and um, it's, it's just sort of everyone's adjusting, and, and, it, and we hope everyone's safe and doing well, and... Um, but I guess looking into the summer and then just looking forward to maybe whether it's a digital release or um, a book of some kind or whatever, like, is there something you're looking forward to in the next couple months or for the rest of, you know, 2020? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, my uh, my big Star Wars plans other than Celebration got canceled yesterday officially. So I was going to, for uh, May the 4th, fly down to San Antonio and see my sister's new house, meet her new girlfriend. They just got two new dogs. Yeah. And there was a big Star Wars themed pub crawl that we had tickets to. Mm. So, oh. And that's that's how she suckered me into it, too. Because I was like, why don't you guys come up here? She's like, well, if you come down to Texas, we have this. I was like, all right, I can deal with the 110 yeah. degree weather for that. <laughs> um, but we got the email last night that that was canceled. So that's a bit of a bummer. But yeah. trying to look on the bright side, you know, we still, God willing, have celebration. But I know everyone's really hyped up about the High Republic. And I am too. Don't get me wrong. I'm yep. excited. Yep. But I am really looking forward to the Poe Dameron novel that's going to come out. And getting him and Zori Bliss a little bit more and finding out more of that uh, Spice Runner backstory. I'm telling you, this is exactly why I love talking to Lindsay because I mm -hmm. haven't even heard about that. I don't even know. Like, yeah, like, is that like a yeah? When, when is that? Book. Yeah, really. When when's that um, coming? Do we know like a date or I, anything? I want to say it's like August or September, off the top of my head. Okay, okay. I think my guess is again, like this isn't official. It's just what I remember thinking a few weeks ago when they announced this. I want to say it's uh, September because I figured that they would have early release at Celebration. Uh, oh, okay. They have it on Target's website. They have it listed as August 4th. Really? Oh. Really? Hell yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, because then, right. well, then maybe, Lindsay, it's one of those things like if we have it, we go and we can get it kind of, you know, signed yeah. or what, you know, something. 
Um, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it being out earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. You know, I was watching um, The Rise of Skywalker just again the other day, and and uh, it's interesting when they talk about Finn and Poe, and like each of them, something's going on. There's there's things that they can do or feelings that they have, right? Oh. And you're sort of like, you know, each of them, it's leading us in a different direction. You're like, wait a second, what's going on with Poe? Why can't he do all these special things? Well, it's because he used to do all this stuff with Zori Bliss, and it's like super sick. So oh. that's cool that they're going to have... Um, you know, a novel, I need to kind of look at the list and the updated list of things that are coming out because I'm still trying to catch up. I was telling uh, the girls, um, let's see, uh, we we're talking to Laura and Alice just last night about things I had missed, like book-wise, and I said, my friend Lindsay, literally, Dark Disciple, she is, you know, had said that I need to be reading that. Why hadn't I read that? Like, what, what's wrong with me? And so I need to, you know, I get things I got to catch up on first, and then I can kind of look forward to all of those books that are coming out, but... I don't know. That's exciting, though. It's just interesting. Um, are Are you excited yeah. for uh, season two of The Mandalorian? Oh God, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I'll take more Gina Carano content any day, let yeah, alone yeah. Mandalorian let, exactly. content. Oh. No, I can't wait. Yeah, you know, and just I keep forgetting that very last scene where he comes out with the dark and then I remember like. That's still wide open for season yeah. two. I'm already excited enough. But then to remember we have that holding to look forward to. And, of course, all the casting news coming out. It's it's really exciting. So yeah. looking forward to that and just really hoping it's not getting delayed or anything. But if it does, it's worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah we're I mean, excited. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fortunately it's 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 filming has finished like it's it's filmed. And so, yeah. I mean, and so it, it, I think just kind of missed it. Cause, uh, like Gina Carano said on her Twitter, like I'm done my, you know, my, I've, I've, I've wrapped, I've wrapped up for shooting. So now it's just in, it's in post-production. So, I mean, huh. it, we still, she'll be getting it. All right. Good. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. There's so many things that I think are kind of leading towards, you know, what we could, what we could see there. I mean, the, the crazy thing, and we're going to jump to it here in just a little bit, but, but talking about Ahsoka and what we saw in, in Clone Wars and, where she's going, what she's doing, and we know where she's at in Rebels. It's just, um, I don't know, there's there's still so much more to explore there, and I have questions uh, for Lindsay later. But, uh, okay, so b- before we move on to that, one more, one final question here. Uh, Matt and I have been recently thinking about, like, I don't know, we'll be, we'll be chatting and we'll be talking about, like, uh, d- different things that uh, from our childhood related to Star Wars. So I recently, like I said, moved in, and I was going through my old storage unit, and my dad had some old boxes that I didn't even know he still had. Some like memorabilia stuff, sort of like, get this out of here. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want it mm-hmm. in the garage anymore. And so I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm looking through it. And I thought that I had lost like my old, um, I think it was Power of the Force, maybe, uh, ac- that action figure line, the Star Wars line. Uh, and I found all of these these cool action figures and different Lego sets that I had. Didn't even realize that those were still around. So um, did you have anything like that or anything recently, I guess, that you're kind of like, you know, that you've come across or that you've rediscovered or even with your nephews, I guess, like, you know, are they into like the Star Wars toys and is that something they're into? They are. Hang on. Wait, I'm just going to walk across the ring. Grab it. Okay. All right. What do you got? Small room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know why I kept this cause I don't even have all of the pieces, but it's like this. It's maybe the size of, like, three of my hands put together. (laughs) But it's this Millennium Falcon that it opens up, and it's supposed to have these super tiny pieces that in no way, shape, or form are safe for any child (laughs) to play with. Like, it is is just asking to be swallowed. And it's it's the simplest thing. Like, it just has little tiny compartments that you can put the little characters in, and I am missing pieces and missing characters and it's broken it doesn't even work i think it used to have sound effects when i was a kid but my twin sister and i would play with this for i kid you not hours on end and it was like the one toy that we were able to share without fighting ever (laughs) so i just have these awesome memories of playing it with her yeah and when I moved into where I live now, it was a similar thing. Like, I was just kind of putting stuff away, putting boxes away. And I kept it out as a, oh, my God, I remember this. I can't believe I still have at least this much of it. And my nephews 
came in and they just loved it. So they started playing with it all of the time. And then I put it in the closet and they came back a few months later and they were begging to play with it again. And now, you know, again, four and five, every single time they come over, I actually just keep it out. Yeah. And they just, uh, that's the first thing they run to. They run right by the oh. lightsabers. They run right wow. by the TV. It's just <laughs> what they grab. So we've been having just a lot of fun kind of reliving the memories from when I was, you know, nine, ten years old playing with yeah. it. Yeah. So that's, that's the Millennium awesome. Falcon. Like that has like a hinge on the front, doesn't it? That's a, it's mm-hmm. hinged on the front, I think is what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it on eBay or anything and I'll send you a link. But it's that's cool. Yeah. It used to when I was younger again, like it had these fun compartments. You could store little characters. It had little like a shooter thing that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. It made different noises. But now it's just a piece of plastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they right, seem to love right. it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. I, I recently, um, gosh, when I lived back over Closer to Columbus, um, actually up nearby where my buddy Dave lives, there's a group of guys called Rebel Toys. And even we even got a place, I think it's called Par, what is it called? It's called Big Fun. It's in Columbus if you're ever in the area. Uh, Big Fun just has literally every Star Wars toy that you can think of that's retro, that's just whatever. So um, I go there sometimes and look at what I don't have in my collection and wonder if I can you know, get, save up enough money mm-hmm. to get it. Um, but yeah, so so we were there recently and they were kind of going over the different lines of like, you know, um, I guess like, how about this, like different waves of toys that came out and like what year they came out and stuff. Because I don't know, that's a lot. There's, there's so much in that merchandise that's that's like really interesting. Oh, yeah. I think. yeah, talking to those guys, it's like crazy. I mean, they I mean, they know like and that's what and that's one of the things, you know, that as and I, one of the reasons we, we we do our show the way we do, where we just send, have our fans write us kind of their intro to Star Wars, it's just, it's just so big. It's impossible. You have people who are in so many different, oh, I know the books, I know the games, I know the toys. Yeah. I mean, they were telling us things like, oh, well, this toy is actually, you know, it's a replica. It's not, it's not real. It's not authentic right. because <laughs> it's like, you know, if you look at Luke, like under this boot there's not a marking and it's like how do you guys know all this stuff like, that is wild yeah no yeah. you guys got to check out happybeeps.net it's um you can make an account and basically like check off all of the stuff you own they have mm. the toys they have the books they have everything imaginable and you can go in and see it, separate it by product line, by year, by character, and see what you're missing and what's still out there. But it really does seem to have a little bit of everything. So it's a good uh. spot online just to see everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dangerous. I was like, oh my god, uh. there's like this one Pop Funko that I don't have. And of course, it's, you know, $300. But I'm like, right. oh, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I just I just clicked on it. I just clicked on it. So yeah, yeah. happy beeps. Uh, I think this says .net. I'm not sure that's the right spot. I'll, I'll look yeah, at it. Yeah, happy this beeps. This is cool net. though. Yeah. Yeah. There's the Ewok line for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, that's 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 next level. Cause I yeah. I it's it's funny too. I was I was pulling stuff out of my storage unit and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna fill that storage unit back up, but it's gonna be like all Star <laughs> it's gonna be all Star Wars stuff, you know? Because yeah. I just have too much. Um, I was I was talking to Matt. Like I have all of the old um, from like the 70s and 80s, like the uh like the like the fighters and stuff. So I've got like the big Millennium Falcon. I've got a Tie Fighter right here in front of me. Um, my niece Rachel again similar to your nephews loves to get the cloud city speeder and it's got two little, you know, pods so she can put little action figures in there. And she mm-hmm. loves that. And just will fly awesome. it around with, cause she can put her hand right in between the two things. And she like flies around and flies it in your face. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, like, so then I get the action figures out. And at one point oh, I should have filmed that. I had like Luke upside down, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> calling to Leia. I'm like, Oh, recreate boy. the whole thing. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. Th- that for us is just fun to kind of talk about those those old memories and and bring that up because that's what that's what it's about. It's just, you know, sharing all of that and and uh and we all kind of have that in common, which is which is cool. So, um okay. Uh here we go. So, we are going to dive into a little bit of a council session here, a little little um uh talk about Clone Wars season 7. And I guess Lindsay, you know, just first off like what do you think so far? Uh, we'll talk about the most recent episode here in just a second. But like for the, for you, I guess, since we haven't talked to you about this, the Bad Batch and the first two, you know, Ahsoka episodes, how are those? 
Um, Bad Batch, you know, just taking kind of a step back from myself, like, it was good. You know, there's no real complaints. It wasn't bad by any means. Um, Obviously beautifully shot. I think that it's clear there's still a lot of care being taken, and they made that clear right off the bat. But my only issue, and this is really just me, this is nothing other than a matter of opinion. If anyone wanted to tell me I was wrong, they're probably right. But for me, it's just I don't watch The Clone Wars for the clones. I watch The Clone Wars for the Jedi, for Ahsoka, for even the Mandalorians. So hopping in for with the Bad Batch was just a little rough for me. Yeah. There's also the issue where we spent so many years thinking the show was never coming back. So Filoni was just like, here you go. <laughs> Here's yeah, the right. information dump of everything I was going to do. So nothing is crazy surprising. It's not yeah. like I'm at the edge of my seat wondering what's going to happen next and I need to know this. Right. Uh, I think we kind of know the big details. But getting through the Bad Batch, I mean, yeah, it was it was worth it. It wasn't, you know, something that I felt I had to force myself to get through. But I watched each one once or twice. It's not anything i'm gonna go binge watch over and over and over the way i do mandalorian but these past few weeks with ahsoka and getting back into her character and her headspace and seeing what she's been up to that's been a lot more fun uh still isn't you know 10 out of 10 the best show ever but it's been really way more enjoyable and something i can do with a lot more ease yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I totally get you there because actually I have, until the Mandalorian TV show came out, I wasn't really big into the Mandalorians. And I'll be honest, even in, in Rebels, I was sort of like, okay. You know, I, I, t- it took me a long time to get into it. But uh, for other people and even like, you know, Lindsay, that was her thing. That's your go-to. Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, like the Jedi. I think Lindsay and I have in common and, and even Matt, like we love to explore the, the Jedi. Um, but then I had like students just a few years ago they knew every freaking clone trooper and they could tell you their name, what unit they were part of, the whole thing. And I'm like, holy smokes. And they knew that I did some Star Wars stuff in my, my, my room, my classroom. I have, you know, Star Wars stuff and things. So they would come in and they would start quizzing me about like Commander Cody and, and you know, Rex. And I'm like, oh, uh, fellas, <laughs> you know, hold on a second. So that was yeah. their that was their thing. They, they were in on those guys and they, they thought that was cool. And I thought that was cool because I was like, wow, that is so for those people, it's like, yeah, that's really interesting that they would want more of that clone perspective. Because I'm, I'm kind of like Lindsay. I'm like, that's cool. You know, um, it, w- it was neat to kind of get some wrap up there and see what Rex was dealing with, losing his, you know, um, his friends and stuff early on and dealing with that and the, the guilt and everything. And cool, the Bad Batch is different. Uh, but, well, actually, you know, one thing I just kind of thought of, the fact that the the those that Bad Batch is different kind of, I guess is in one way can show us why Palpatine's clones and stuff, you know, are not maybe perfect or not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I kind of, I feel, I feel you on that though. And and just it being a little bit, I was waiting for them to get to the Ahsoka stuff. And even today's episode, I was like, come on. I was like, I wanted more, you know, what really, I mean, not to be critical here, but what really happened in, in this episode? I mean, we literally ended in the exact same place we started. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's I mean, literally. I mean, literally well, well starts, I mean, you know. there's some character development along yeah. the way. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, but really, in terms of plot, like nothing really happened. Now hold hold on. Okay, so okay, we're just gonna jump to it then. All right. So like the idea in this episode, the it was kind of interesting, right? Every time they got out of prison. So we're talking again about um, you, you know, this is episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah, dangerous debt and. They're Ahsoka um, and and the Martez girls. They're 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 in prison and with the Pikes, they're able to get away for a little bit for a time. They're learning more about Ahsoka. I will say, you know, the one thing that the story about the Jedi and sort of what the Jedi said uh, to Rafa and and the loss of their parents, that kind of hit home a little bit. You know? Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. interesting. But that was like the perfect level of messed up where it's just enough where it's still a kid show but it's still messed up enough for you to be like yeah i would hate the jedi too that's that's pretty screwed up 
Huh. Yeah, and I mean, and it does, it does it, again, like it, it does push in, in terms of character development. It does push Ahsoka forward a little bit with her whole decision to leave and and start to begin this begin this new life and kind of reevaluate. You know, what does it mean to actually be a Jedi and st- and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so that was neat. And as as Matt said, you know, they're they're in, they're back in prison, they're they're locked up, they're whatever. Um, and along the way, though, they're getting monitored by Mandalorians. Right? Is that what we... Mm-hmm. What was it, what yeah, was there were like three Mandalorians following them. Yeah. Yeah, so. on, on Reddit, <laughs> so there's a Reddit uh, that I follow, and it is uh, Star Wars Leaks uh, Reddit, you know, so uh, I get all no the... No boy, <laughs> no boy, look out. <laughs> um, and anyway, so th- the people on there are saying that it is Bo-Katan and Ursa Wren are who are, are two of the three Ooh. people we see. Wow. Yeah, wow, that'd be cool. I would like seeing Ursa Wren starting to tie in because, I mean, as I'm kind of with you earlier where you weren't too interested in the Mandalorians and the Rebels series, and I agree, but I am really interested to learn more about how they got from point to point to point. You know, how do we go from this great independent state and Death Watch to being submissive to the empire to being non-existent. So I would really like Ursula, Ursa Wren, but the other voice, I swear it's the same voice as the armorer. Yeah. I really do think we're seeing a younger version of her. So, so again, we, we all just, you know, watch it this morning and Lindsay said this to me and I was like, Oh, stop. I was like, time out. (laughs) Like what? You know, that is so, that's so cool. That is so cool. If that, if that's the case, you know, getting that sort of, um, tied in there because that has been a little bit of a mystery. You know, where does, the, you know, we, we hear rumor from Rex and Ahsoka about what she does on, on Mandalore and the siege of Mandalore and the whole thing, you know, but it's like, what really happened? What are the what, sequence of events, right? And we don't necessarily know. They, there was, they were familiar with this um jedi they like when they when they see ahsoka like i think one of them says something to the effect of like that that was her like they that's the one i worked with or yeah, something like that right. yeah right that one i think was the bo-katan one okay yeah okay and and, and that makes sense and uh yeah cause, so i because that's gonna be fascinating to see how that's how that's tied in and we because I keep seeing, you know, Maul and and um, Ahsoka kind of coming together at some point. We we saw that in the trailer. Something's going to happen, and I know that that you know Maul gets involved with with Mandalore and Death Watch and stuff. So it's like, is and then seeing them, I'm thinking, is that the bridge? Is that what's what's happening? You know, what was the task that Palpatine assigned to Maul uh, there at the end, and 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 the whole thing? I think is is still kind of, um, I don't know, it's got me asking, you know, those those type of questions, like. Like what the heck is what is Maul gonna do, Lindsay? What is he gonna do in this, in in this season? Like, what's his role? What's he supposed to be doing besides killing Kenobi? Which is uh, people keep telling me. Okay, this is not like a a rhetorical question, right? Because <laughs> the yeah part of the problem that I'm having is they already detailed the siege of Mandalore in the Ahsoka novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down to the exact dialogue they have, so we see it play out through a series of flashbacks to already understand what happened. You know, Darth Maul really is trying to use the Mandalorians and Death Watch for this big uprising, and that's his whole plot to destroy the Jedi. He's not overly invested in the state of the galaxy or separatists yeah. versus the Republic, he's still so singular focus on one, the Jedi and two Palpatine. So he wants to do anything possible to take down, down those two forces. Ahsoka comes in and my understanding is it happens pretty much side by side order 66. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, mm-hmm. you know, Cody and a lot of those clones aren't there with Anakin at the time. They're right. off during the Siege of Mandalore. The theory is that because Ahsoka is no longer a Jedi, that's why she wasn't killed in Order 66, despite being with the clones. So we'll see that. Mm-hmm. But their whole, you know, they go on this yeah. whole side mission during right. Order 66 to go stop Maul from destroying the Jedi and destroying Palpatine. And, and that's really what it is, so right? That's That's what we're going, I mean, that's... We're actually going to yeah, get to see yeah. that. It's, yeah, it's overall pretty simple, yeah. 
But that's yeah. why, you know, we're, again, in theory, going to relive Order 66 at the end of the Clone Wars. A lot of people think that's going to be the final episode. Well, and that's something Matt's been saying. He, he's been thinking that, like, well, right, we're going to get to see this expanded. Well, it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, when we saw the trailer, we were thinking, you know, they show Padme, who's pregnant, and we're thinking, oh, wow, this is, like, taking place during Episode 3. And then we see... Um, you know, Mace Windu at the council talking, and we know that does happen in episode, you know, you see the opposite side of that, right? Where he's saying, I sense a, a plot to destroy uh, the Jedi. Like, that does happen, that does take place in episode three. Um, and so we were thinking, man, is it going to end with Order 66? You know, we saw the droids all get shut down uh, in the trailer. Of course, now we saw, okay, it just happened when they were dealing with the Bad Batch and stuff. So, um, but now I'm thinking less likely that it's going to do that because if it's only 12 episodes, we're more than halfway through. I mean, they're going to have to really crank up what's going on unless there's going to be some sort of like epilogue, you know, at the end. I could see an epilogue because one of the things that's really killing my buddy Drew is the different times of the episode. He's, I don't want to say old-fashioned in the sense where he's just like, a story should be about this long. You know, even The Mandalorian, we all thought it would be hour-long episodes. They're still all about 43 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he's been, like, keeping track every week for Clone Wars. He's like, it's anywhere between 17 minutes and 25 minutes. So yeah. they're very clearly taking advantage of the format they have now where they don't have to worry about a network. They don't have to worry about commercials. And they seem more than willing to cut episodes or stretch out episodes however long they need. Matt, to your earlier point, I don't really see why today's episode had to be like 25 minutes. Right. It could have easily been yeah, right. crunched down. Mm -hmm. Um or but I could see them. I actually wish. No, you know what? I'm going to back him up on oh, this boy. because I do wish that I think the same thing for the Bad Batch. It could have very easily been three episodes. And I think that this whole arc, as much as I like these two new characters, could have been an episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it very easily could have been condensed to give us more time at the Siege of Mandalore and with order 66 yeah but if they're not really playing by those formatted rules we probably could have some kind of epilogue or an entire episode dedicated to this yeah yeah you know i wonder about i i, I some of it probably has to had to do with the production of it you know like those first four episodes were pretty much already written and so yeah that's probably, you know, maybe another reason like we don't really know was was Disney sitting there saying we really want to go forward with this or was it something that Dave Filoni, you know, had been working on and then, you know, and like I really want to bring Clone Wars back. Look, I already have, you know, this amount of it written and it's just the story he wrote and then maybe, he, you know, so, it, the you know, when we finally learned the production side of this, I think that might be some of the some of the cases that he'd already written it out, you know, maybe not thinking it's going to be the final season or something. And so then just maybe just had to change it towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. It's, it's, um, yeah, I think we all did want, you know, more, but at least in, in some way they're getting Dave Filoni's getting a chance to sort of wrap some of this up and put some of it out there. And, and I guess, you know, that's, that's a good thing and that feels good. Um, I'm still just interested to see it all happen really. Uh, is is the thing I think Lindsay's right in, in where um, knowing where it's going to go and everything but like just be cool to kind of see it and you're hoping there's those little Easter eggs where you know maybe they put Kanan in or they do something you know kind of crazy and, and we get to see some other Jedi or who knows what you know and I think that'd be kind of kind of neat just like in like a, wasn't that in one of the trailers wasn't there like a little mm -hmm. image of him or something um, mm -hmm. yeah yeah as an apprentice yeah, yeah. I mean I'm still hoping this is nothing other than hope. I have nothing to back this up with. I don't think they'll do this. But I've said from the beginning, if they're bringing this back now, after Solo, I think it is because there was so much confusion from people about how is Darth Maul still here? Where in the yeah. timeline is this? I really hope that they are bringing it now with Disney Plus to make this story more mainstream, get the knowledge out about Darth Maul, and then having some kind of Darth Maul spinoff. That's my my okay. 
Yeah. I don't Big know. Hope. My my holy grail. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess it does make sense. That really would, you know, because I, I know I, I thought that was bold. I, I love that they did that in Solo. And I think it's it's neat. You know, we um, yeah, getting to see what happens at the end. We're kind of filling this all in and getting getting to see where where he's going with with Crimson Dawn and stuff. So that that is cool. That would be neat um, to see it. It's a spinoff. I never. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So. I mean, I definitely expect the last few episodes of this season to be pretty epic. I mean, even like right now, I'm going through Rebels. And of course, I mean, every show has, you know, like filler episodes. I mean, it's just especially anything, anything over like 10 episodes is going to have, you know, filler episodes. I mean, literally watching Rebels, I'm like, OK, well, here's an episode where, you know, Zeb is just guarding the base. Right. It's by himself. It's because it's OK. It's a Zeb episode. And then the next episode is the Darksaber. And it's like, OK, well, I mean, you go from like zero to 60. So, I mean, that could totally happen. I mean, you know, the next episode of this Darth Maul could show up and it's, you know, big, huge, epic, epic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I will say with Rebels, though. It is famous for, at the very, very end, all those filler episodes, you're going to realize were not filler episodes. Right, they're all, they're all like super important. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things I think people were expecting with The Mandalorian. We still have time for that. But I mean, mm-hmm. have I ever told you as about my, uh, my old roommate getting into Rebels? I don't think so. So I was just like rewatching for the thousandth time. Just it was the final (laughs) episode of season three. And my roommate was walking back and forth and he's going through the living room and he stops and he's like, what? What is this? So I was like, oh, you know, it's Rebels. And I I give him the, the little gist of it. And it was pretty late. I was like, all right, going to bed. I wake up the next morning and he's in the kitchen and he turns to me and goes, all right, I watched all three seasons. I'm ready. Oh, man. <laughs> in, one, in one night. And he was like, that, he's like, that did not go at all the way I thought it would. But it's because, yeah. like, I, I think if he had started with season one, he would have had that, oh, it's a kid's show. It's just for, like, the real big Star Wars fans mentality. But seeing kind of where it ended up, he was so into it. And then when that yeah. final season came out, too, he was like, every single night, right when it airs, we yeah. are watching. Like, he, I think, Who's might in? have been actually, I'm willing to say this, more invested than I was at that point. But yeah. seeing all the twists and turns Rebels takes, he was like, all it, even like during those filler episodes, he's like, I just kept thinking about those 10 minutes that you were watching. He was like, and I just wow. couldn't wait to get there. Wow. Yeah, that's I, that's been kind of uh, I have another buddy, uh, Lane, who who asked me, like, really, is Rebels? Come on. Like, I hear you talk about it. Is it worth it or whatever? And I'm like, it is. Yeah. It's good. It is like legitimately like, really like high, high, high yeah. moments. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, so, you know, I just started because as had we go back and watch the Mortis arc of Clone Wars, he's like, hey, I want to talk about this. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. And, like, for me, from the outside, I'd always kind of viewed Rebels as, I was like, well, I don't know, they got that one guy with that dumb lightsaber, you know, like, I always thought Ezra Bridger's lightsaber just, you know, without knowing anything about it, um, I thought it looked, uh, you know, totally stupid, just because it's like, whatever. (laughs) Um, And then I'm like, okay, that guy's blind, whatever. And so I just always put it off, and then I was like, okay, I started watching it, and then I started watching it. Yeah, and now I'm you know three seasons, uh, like three yeah. seasons it gets in, in about it gets in about two ya. days. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, I I have to like as much as I love the Mandalorian. Overall, I still think Rebels is the best TV show. You know, yeah. of all four TV shows that we have, I think Rebels is still the best. Well, I think that you know, few more years when we know how Mandalorian ends, probably not. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for now, I mean, Rebels is still is still what everything has to top, even Clone Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Well, and with that, we've got a few minutes left with Lindsay. So, like, you know, um, we've recently been trying to sort of tie all of this together. I mean, there's rumors about maybe Ahsoka being in uh, Mandalorian season two. Have you you've heard those? Correct. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, uh. I Really, anything with Ahsoka, I'm I'm stoked. I'm just like, let's go. I, I'm more so like the end of Rebels, and, and Matt has he kind of knows he knows the end, and we've talked a lot about it and okay. stuff, so we're good there. But uh, like, just sort of, where is Ezra? I mean, you know, like where? That's why, like, I don't want the Mandalorian to totally like shift into suddenly being a show about Ahsoka, and yeah. when you have her in, that's hard to do. So yep. I really do. 
you know how much I love Ahsoka. But I really do hope if she's in season two, it's kind of like a quick cameo type thing. And I would want it to be a setup of here are these characters. Now here's a spinoff about Sabine Wren and going out to find Ezra more than anything else. Right, yeah. right. I'm, I'm with you on that because I, I, I have often, I, I kind of think like, like Baby Yoda will get to, what the, the, the Jedi, right? It's, it's sort of what the armor was talking about. Like, needs to either, either we make, you know, um, like him a, a part of us, or we take him back, or whatever. So there's that journey, and I feel like Ahsoka may be at the end of that journey, and we see that, and we go, well, wait, where, where, where's this going? What's, what's happening yeah. next? And then you people dive back into who is that character? Well, we got to go, you know, go to Clone Wars, go, go to Rebels. Um, yeah. Hopefully, there's a, a spinoff, or there's like a, you know, post episode six Rebels series or something. Right. I think would be kind of cool because I want to know. I want to know where Ezra is. And I want to yeah. know, and, and I also want to know, Lindsay, I want to know how difficult it was for him to keep Thrawn away and how important it was for him to keep Thrawn from coming uh, back. And ba- I, I believe I believe if Thrawn would have been there and if he had sort of, you know, Lindsay, you've read the Thrawn novels, like his whole thing, by the way, in, in Tross and in, in the Rise of Skywalker was, oh, now we have a fleet you know, now our resources are not all just piled into one Death Star. That is, again, everything Thrawn was saying sort of to um, the Emperor. And like his, his philosophy was, we need to have a fleet. We should be building up this massive fleet to patrol. And so I'm like, man, if Thrawn were there during the, the Galactic Civil War, it's different. It's game changer. Yeah. yeah. Big, big, big time. And I mean, how cool would it be? Because Thrawn, if he is stranded in the unknown regions with what he sees as his enemy, he is smart enough and resourceful enough that he would be able to put that aside and say, he's not my enemy right now. Mm -hmm. And what does Ezra then learn by seeing his greatest enemy say, all right, now we need to work together. Mm -hmm. Now we're on the same team. Like, that's such a great learning opportunity for Ezra. It's so much that Thrawn's able to do. I mean, could you imagine, this is again, just me spitballing right now. Like I've never thought about it this way, but imagine being Ahsoka and Sabine who spend all of this time finding him, thinking we need to save him only for him to come out of it all and say, I'm good here. You know, look at everything that we've accomplished. It's, I don't know. There's, there's a ton of opportunity. Yeah. Right. Right. Crazy. Uh, wh- one more thing here. So I just kind of, and I want to, I want, I want you to think about this. And Matt and I would love to have you back because we want to talk more about this. But we have recently been exploring sort of the Mortis arc and the father and the son and the daughter and sort of maybe the connection to Ahsoka and then what was Ahsoka doing in the world between worlds? This whole thing. I've never really had a chance to have like a roundtable discussion about all of that and so i'm trying to like prep my friends to start like thinking about it and because there's there i I still think there's something going on and i I still think like the daughter's sacrifice is a big deal um right you know and and you know what i'm saying yeah go go ahead yeah i've got an idea it's not necessarily my idea it's something that uh zach and sam over at sith talk were kind of throwing around but remember that amazing discussion and like big (laughs) collaboration we did yes. at celebration in chicago what if we did like a one-year reunion and we did that as the topic and just got everyone okay. back together yes yes. yes i mean we all <laughs> we all have time now all right i'll start reaching out to everyone too yeah yeah let us know i don't I, let's do it however yeah. people want to organize that we can we can get that going i have honestly and and Lindsay knows sort of you know what i've been wanting to reach out to those guys and and get back in touch with some of them and it was such a magical magical moment i just will never forget it and that's what celebration is all about and it's also just like why matt and i like to do collaborations and reach out to people and pull them in the show and and build these memories and 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 stuff it's just it's so much fun it is so much fun yeah so all right uh, one, la- it should be. one all yeah right. one one last question here so you know as and I, we, you know, talk about you know, like Ahsoka may show up in um, Mandalorian, but my big push has been, and what I think Disney should do is, everybody wants Solo too, but you could bring in Alden Enreich to play a one episode post episode six, still kind of young Han Solo episode in the Mandalorian. You know, that's what I think. What do you, what do you think? What do you? 
You probably could, you know? Technology's there. If we can make someone look a little younger, you can definitely make them look just a smidge older. Again, it, it to me, though, he would have to be a minor enough character where it doesn't overtake the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as long as they can find a way to pull that off where you just say, okay, he was in that one episode, it wasn't necessarily what the episode was about, and yeah, now yeah, we yeah. just move on, like, like yeah, I'm totally like, game. Like if, like if we pass him in a spaceport or if we see Chewbacca, like, lo- yeah, loading yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, that no, I would vote I would vote at, um, with Maz. That's what I would want. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so many connections. Um. Okay, so hey, uh, Lindsay, we know you got to go. So thank you so much. Um, real quickly, so folks, again, you need to follow Lindsay on on Twitter um, at the Lady of Lore, and then just tell everybody real quickly where they can find the podcast, uh, Clashing Sabers. Yeah, so we do have ClashingSabers.net. Uh, we actually have a total of ooh, God, I think we have four shows on the network right now. Uh, I am the host of the flagship show. Clashing Sabers, as well as Don't Burn the Sacred Text, which really focuses on the novels, and that's where we have a lot of great interviews with the authors as well. Uh, we're also a nonprofit. We're focused on getting more Star Wars books into schools and in for teachers. So if you can donate any books, any money, um, or right now, I know times are tough, so if you can't do any of that, even just nominate your teachers, any mm-hmm. friends that you have that are teachers, your kids' schools. Uh, we're always looking for new schools that we can actually go in and lend a helping hand to. So check out ClashingSabers.net and our podcast channel wherever you listen and subscribe to Hyperspace Hangout. Okay, Wow. All right. Well, that's awesome. So thanks again to Lindsay. Uh, Matt and I, we are going to continue the conversation here for just a little bit. But Lindsay, we are going to let you go as long as you agree to come back and continue this conversation. I promise. (laughs) I absolutely promise. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yep. Yep. You have a good one. May the force be with you. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Awesome. All right. So you know what we were talking about there with Lindsay? Um, yeah. about Ahsoka and what her role could be in. And, you know, again, I'm going to keep hammering home my whole Alden Enrag needs to appear in Mandalorian as Han Solo. I, yeah, that's fine. So, I'm, I'm hold on. A, so, let me, I, just, I was just, I was thinking of this, and then we were running out of time with Lindsay, so I just, I just was like, oh, my mind's kind of blown up, blown up over here. Okay, so, yeah. I think that the Mandalorian has the chance, if Ahsoka coming in is real, right? I, 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 I'm starting to think what the Mandalorian could do is be the bridge between the movies and the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be huge. Right. So you bring in Ahsoka. Okay. Now we have like a full on Jedi. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you could also bring in again. That's why I'm saying you say you bring in um, Alden Enrich. Right. As Han Mm -hmm. Solo. Okay. Now you have that tie to, okay, the, big huge overarching thing and you can tie all of these kind of stories together now it still needs to be just as we were talking about with Lindsay, like about the mandalorian and i think it will be right and that's why you you meet these people in passing like even ahsoka in rebels uh the show is still about ezra and kanan and yeah and yes and and the rebels they just run into her and so it it, it ties it into bigger overarching stories with darth vader yeah yeah you know all all of that stuff but i think that's really what the mandalorian has the chance to do and probably what Disney's planning on it doing because it is the you know flagship kind of Star Wars mm-hmm. media that we have right now. Well, and I think you're right. You know, having Dave Filoni being in charge of, uh, you know, being super supervising some of it and and everything, and and even being a director and even having cameos in it. It's like he's invested in it for sure, yeah. and he did help kind of create. Um, or bring to, I guess, the forefront a lot of the Mandalorian stuff in Clone Wars. I mean, his, I mean, radical, radical that we went and we, we learned all about Mandalore, Satine, you know, uh, Bo-Katan, the whole thing. Really cool. Death Watch and, and the Darksabers there. So it's like, yeah, there, there he is, I, I think, trying to bridge some of this. And again, I am totally on board if, I mean, literally, I haven't said much about it, but like if Han Solo walked by or even you knew that like, here's how you can build the Mandalorian, right? Is that like, Mm -hmm. if the Mandalorian is revered by Chewbacca or Maz says something or, you know, Han Solo just in passing or whatever, that's pretty cool. You know, or if you see 
uh gosh the 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 razor crest like following after the falcon and it drops its its load it's it's being pursued by you know that that again elevates right. the mandalorian so as long as it's doing that yeah i think that's i think you're right i think you can do that and and i really do again lindsay made a really good point about like with with ahsoka we want her in it but again not enough to where it's like we don't want to we don't want to learn about the story of ezra bridger in the mandalorian because like if he shows up or whatever, it's cool. And then the mystery is how did he get there? How did how how what yeah. is Ahsoka doing? Yeah. And then we kind of can go back and and fill that. And so I think that you you I think you're right. I think it could be a really good bridge from animation, you know, to to live action. And then we're not going all the way up to like, you know, a movie or whatever. Um right. Yeah, we kinda have that that bridge where they can talk about the person who was in in animation and just showed up. And also, you know, again, if it's live action if you're having trouble with costuming and stuff like that or whatever, these people can be in the shadows. You know what I mean? Um, and they can just step yeah, out of the shadows for a second yeah, and step you know, back in. Yeah, and I don't know about costuming and all that stuff. I mean, The Mandalorian is... I I don't think people will really take into consideration how big of a deal this show is. Because it's not just, oh, it's just it's a show on Disney+. Plus. No, it is the show on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, Disney didn't just launch... Like, oh, you know, this show, like, and put it mm-hmm, on Netflix mm-hmm. or something. They yeah. launched their entire back catalog of yep. movies. I mean, and it was, it was, I mean, even more so than like Avengers and everything. They said, yes. this is the reason to buy Disney Plus. I mean, yes, it's huge. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, I mean, it, it, you don't just make a streaming service, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. not like, oh, well, we're just, you're talking about billions of dollars of yeah. server infrastructure and everything. So, I mean, The Mandalorian is like, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. And they, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be the first Disney Plus show really to have a second season and, and come back. I mean, if you go back and you look at, um, you know, Netflix, right? Netflix was... You know, Netflix was what it was from like I don't know 2006 or whenever. I remember you know you you remember Netflix. You would you'd get DVDs sent to you right yes, back in the yes. day. Yeah, you get DVDs sent to you and you watch wow. them and then you'd send them back. <laughs> wow, yes. I and did. then okay, then they started putting stuff on there. But it was around the time of I know I can't remember what the first show was, but like House of Cards is the first show that I remember being. Oh, this is like a Netflix specific show and now you look at where we're at with Netflix now and Stranger Things and everything and how the market has reacted Hulu and everything. So I mean again, Mandalorian is yeah. it's a big it's a big big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's like you didn't just uh I like it's not just coincidence, right? That they sort of said uh you know, we're we're going to launch this and and oh, also by the way, we had John Favreau writing and working on this with Dave Filoni and the whole thing and whatever. And then we're gonna go ahead and launch it. Yeah, it's 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 bigger than that. Um, it's it's connected, and so that is cool. And I think maybe you know we've often talked about learning from some of the whatever you want to call it. You, right. When you first acquire Star Wars, I think there's learning that went on. You know, I think they learned a lot about. You had to learn about the fandom. You had to learn about the dynamics, your vision, what do you want to do, the directors, the whole thing for the sequels, right. you know. And it's like, I feel like they are learning. And I think The Mandalorian is a place where, again, you brought John Favreau over, a guy who exactly. knows how to connect all those pieces and Absolutely. says, this is what we're going to do, you know. Absolutely. And if you look at, I mean, go look at a lot of the Marvel movies, you know, especially when you get to like phase two and phase three. Um, I mean, Thor Ragnarok is, it's a Thor movie. The Hulk is in it. And the Hulk has some time to shine, but it's not a Hulk movie. It's it's a Thor movie, right? And then you know, you know, Iron Man shows up in the Spider Man movies, but it's it's a Spider Man movie. And so that I think you know they, as you said, he has that experience of saying, "This is how you, this is what you do. This is how you bring these people in. This is how you tie it all together. You don't you know want to distract and and all of that stuff." Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that'll pay off a lot. Uh, and I think, again, you're weaving something that's new where you can, if you just got in like my sister or different people who weren't really into Star Wars and you're in on the Mandalorian because you're there for Baby Yoda, you're there for different things. Uh, and then we also weave in these other characters as well. Yeah, then we're going back and we're figuring all of that out. So I think it's good for everyone. And that's what they're trying. Yeah. That's what you want to do, right, with the product. You want to make it so it's super kind of like 
right. uh, inclusive and bringing everyone in together in the same spot, the same space. And you really needed to do that because even going back to the originals and the prequel conversation, you had those who were who like loved the prequels and the guys who, you know, from the originals were like, this is garbage. What's going on? But it's like, it's George Lucas. And then that then that time passes. And then those guys even are like, all right, the prequels are pretty good, you know, and then you get to the sequels and and so on. But this is something, again, I think it's new and it's a TV show. And it's something George Lucas wanted to do. Remember, he wanted to to do a live action TV show. So and it being under the guidance of what I would say is his apprentice, um, you know, Dave Filoni and then John Favreau and them having a good friendship. They really when I saw him at Celebration on the stage, they were just like just like you and I, just like two two buddies, right. just just two friends who who loved to kind of talk about Star Wars and had learned and were sharing, you know, tips and tricks with each other. So you get that feel that, that really feels good when we talk about the Mandalorian. So, yeah, man. I'm yeah. down, and I think you're right to really hone in that it's the big bad boy. It's 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 it. It's everything. Yeah. Well, and it, you know other characters that you I think you could bring in, right? So you know if you're bringing in Ahsoka, that ties you back to the Clone Wars, and then Rebels, you know, and then if you wanted to do other characters, you know, again in like a one episode arc or something, because I do think the New Republic is going to be part of the story of season two, you know, just by having them show up and you talk about them a couple times in season one. Uh, you know, two characters that you wouldn't really have to do, you know, a lot of work for. You could bring in C-3PO and R2. You know, if he goes aboard a New Republic ship or something and you see C-3PO and R2, that ties you into all of the movies. Uh, and, and it's two characters that are familiar um, and you can write whatever di- dialogue you want with R2 because he's just, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> And it would also be hilarious because he hates droids, right? You know, what I mean, it would yeah. be like, <laughs> yes, it would be, yes. it'd, it'd be, a, yeah. it'd be a totally. And I mean, imagine the merchandise sales of Baby Yoda and R two D two, like oh on, my the, on the screen at the same at the same time. You know, I mean, and then you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to do something big like Han Solo or whatever. But I mean, those two characters yeah. that'd yeah. be, I mean, that the third episode of Rebels does that. You run into C three PO and R two D two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's cool, you know, and they're on they're again, they're just crossing paths and they're on some mission of their own to do something. And then you're starting to think, well, where are they going? Right. But we don't get to go that direction. Uh, and we're that's going to be a story for, for another time. And that's that's the best thing about like a video game. Right. Is you cross these right. people who there's a side the side quests and stuff are mm-hmm. just sometimes the best, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order, you do stuff with Saw Gerrera and it doesn't really distract from the big overarching plot of that game. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Oh, man, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I, I think this will be, this is something, and again, Lindsay agreeing to continue the conversation about all of this is is huge, and, and I really do kind of hope we can we can explore. You and I are going to, I know, later this weekend, um, keep keep plowing through, you know, Rebels and look at different um, aspects of the Clone Wars and Ahsoka's character and try to tie this all in. I would actually really love for people to answer a question for me. So we haven't really talked to our listeners, I guess, about this, just Matt and I. Answer the question, why did why did the daughter in the Mortis arc, why did she not become one with the Force? You know, why did the father become one with the Force? And it was it was a selfless act that the daughter did. And her spirit, her essence lives on in Ahsoka. And then I, I don't know if, I think it was maybe just forced to us we mentioned this too. And I don't know that I've said it on the podcast without another guest. But like the idea, you know, again, and I, and I challenge people is, is Leia. Leia, you know, holding up, preserving her carnal form and then passing. Like those are all still mysteries and things that we, we absolutely have to talk about and discuss. And I'm just thrilled to kind of think about what it all could mean and is ahsoka really like the guardian of this world between worlds what does she know when you're there you can go to these different portals and you can see through and what did you learn during that time and how can that help you sort of see what's what's going to come i mean she's outside of time and space essentially for a little bit so yeah there's just no underestimating like how powerful or how important ahsoka is and and is going to even continue to be in their storytelling so that's I guess that's all I want to say about it for now um, and going to kind of write down a few more things and we're going to come back with some more episodes. We have some more collaborations. I think next week, uh, Tom Gross from Coffee with Kenobi is going to be back on. We're going to talk with him about, 
you know, just what's going on with Ahsoka and what's going on here at the end of Clone Wars. And then, as Lindsay said, you know, seeing where her arc is going to continue, uh, getting some of that stuff that tie into the Ahsoka novel and uh, and the interaction with Darth Maul. So we're looking forward to that and, and hope you guys are excited. And again, those transmissions, man, just send those in and we would love to to talk more about about all of this right now. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Our next episode will continue to discuss your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin story, or some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.